0: Welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. In today's episode, we welcome Tim Goodman from Food Flexibility. We talk about nutrition and how you can still eat what you want and get the important nourishment your body needs. We discuss water intake and how it can quickly improve your performance if you do drink more water. And we go into more detail on exercise and movement and what we want to do now so we can truly enjoy our retirement. Tim helps people with full-on jobs to show up energized and well-fueled, so they can perform to their fullest potential at home, at work, on the pitch, and in the gym without giving a booze or chocolate. His clients are no longer their 20-year-old self. They are busy with work, family, And social commitments which means they don't get away with eating whatever they like anymore but they still want to show their friends and their family that you don't have to accept being past it after you hit 30 the best part is that it's not a restrictive diet his clients learn how to fit in the foods they love in a way that suits their own lifestyle this way they maintain their progress for life You don't want to miss all the great tips Tim is giving us in this interview, so let's stay tuned. Welcome Tim, I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast and with us and the audience. Thank you for joining us and telling us all about what you do in the area of energy and with your clients. So excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, yeah, it's great It's great to be here. Can't wait to delve into that a little bit more.
0: Yes, and we will go straight into it. So you work with clients and throughout the episode we will know much more about it, but let's start with energy. How do you help your clients to have more energy in their lives?
1: I work as a, a nutrition coach. I've seen lots of people exercise to maybe lose weight and have a bit more energy. But most of the stuff I do around is the food to support that. And I guess the first thing for everyone is, especially if we've got busy jobs, is hydration. Normally it's like the first thing mm. to go out the window, sleep sometimes. So we definitely talk about sleep. I try and get them drinking a little bit more. That doesn't just mm-hmm. have water. Like. Coffee counts as long as it's not shots of espresso one after the other. <laughs> and then just like fueling themselves properly. So, eating really good food alongside all of the other nice stuff that we all enjoy, like the cookies and crisps and biscuits, whatever we like to eat. But making sure there's enough of the good stuff so that they're firing on all cylinders. They've got all the nutrients their body wants and needs, and just to help them thrive a bit better. And as soon as they start to have a bit more energy, there's this really cool little spiral that goes alongside that they get a bit more energetic they do a bit more I mean they perform a bit better at work and
0: Ah, yeah
1: them. so just
0: starting them kind of off and and they will feel already they have like a quick win of a bit more energy and then they realize wow actually that works and if I do even more of it or if I sustain it so to say I can have even more energy
1: yeah, absolutely yeah, cuz they just they, they feel better and then instantly everything becomes a lot easier for them.
0: Yeah, perfect. That makes complete sense. Do you have any great recent client success story that you can tell us more about how somebody really went from probably quite low energy to really high energy and just feeling really alive?
1: Yeah, so I, one of my recent clients actually in the in the last lockdown, however many we've had over the past few months and years, so for Christmas I started working with him just after Christmas. Uh, he's got a really high-powered job, two young children. Uh, life is busy. in been cooped up trying to work from home. I'm sure lots of people can sympathise with that. He'd done different diet programmes in the past that had been a bit restricted. But like, this time round, we got him into drinking his water, having really decent, substantial meals. And then he said like his energy just really improved, which impacted work family life it just made things loads easier and he kind of stopped reaching for the quick fix of a coffee mm. or some chocolate or something sweet and having that caffeine or sugar rush and crash he just yes. had more blended energy across the day which obviously just helps everything and he said you know work life but family life most importantly especially with two young kids it's really difficult to sleep so you've got to try and tick the boxes elsewhere I think
0: yeah so water intake, as you said already, was so important. And then having a proper meal, I guess that's what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah, so I mean, quite often we can um underfuel ourselves a little bit. So uh, breakfast is a great example. It's really simple to grab some cereal, maybe a, a pastry or something and a coffee. And it's not really about throwing that out the window, it's like, okay, well, that thing's easy. What other things are easy? Can we have some porridge maybe? Is that a bit more filling? Or if that's not possible, you don't like it, have that croissant, but can we add something to that? Can we have a bit of something like a Greek yogurt on the side to give it some protein and that helps spread our energy better. It helps it digest more slowly. Mm. And gradually as we start doing those things, then you find you're not quite as hungry. You don't need to snack as often and you get a taste for the good, like, the good stuff. So the more healthy food you eat, the more it becomes a bit more normal and you actually start to enjoy it.
0: Ah, that's interesting. So yeah, I really love that about realizing that the the good stuff that helps you might actually like then start to taste good, or you, you have a craving for it because your body your body really wants it right but I guess yeah you have to start doing it but I love as well what you said is you don't have to force it you you don't have to swap it just add something to the thing that you're already doing yeah
1: yeah I think it's so much more attractive psychologically to say I'm going to have (laughs) something else as well rather than and then what you find out is actually are you quite full from having that more wholesome thing. You know, like, mm, I probably don't need a second croissant now. And you, no one's told you yeah. to do that. That's your own decision.
0: Yeah, perfect. That is so cool. So why is it so difficult for people to make these changes themselves if all of this information is out there on the internet? I mean a lot of stuff is there, but why is it so difficult to change? What do you think?
1: I think about every single answer you could possibly want is on the internet. Now, I guess some some of those sources yeah. are more credible than others. But you, yeah, you're completely right. All the answers are out there. But I think you can't often see for yourself, from your own perspective, barriers might be in the way of that. And it could be something as simple as your how you've got your kitchen set up, how you eat your meals. So in terms of the kitchen setup, really common one is people say, oh, I just can't stop having my 10 a.m biscuit Mm -hmm. you're like well okay so what what happens at 10 a.m well I always have a coffee break at 10 a.m so I go to the coffee machine I turn it on and I grab a biscuit because the jar's on top of the coffee machine (laughs) so it can be as simple as saying like well let's put that somewhere else because the reason you grab the biscuit is it's this pre-programmed habit automatically as you make the coffee you grab the biscuit so if you break that habit loop by putting the biscuit somewhere else. It becomes a lot easier to abstain from that. And people, that, that's one example, I guess. The other example is loads of people aren't really aware of sometimes how, maybe how quickly and how distracted they eat. I think the classic example, which you would think people would have stopped doing in lockdown with lots of home working, is eating your lunch at your desk or you're answering emails and things. That's not great for your digestion. And when you're not paying attention to any one particular thing you're doing, you're probably not doing a great job of your emails because you're half focused on eating and you're also not letting your body realize whether you're full because you're multitasking and that can lead to you either overeating having too much of that lunch having bad digestion and feeling a bit rubbish from that or simply just eating more later in the day because you you haven't associated a feeling of fullness naturally and that's when you kind of start snacking and people don't really see those things until you start talking about them and it's very individual for every single person because not every person does those things
0: that makes complete sense so a lot of the things you you're describing here already is not so much about what you eat what a lot of people think right that it's always about what you eat what you eat what you eat but it's as well how your kitchen is set up or what actually happens when you eat in front of your pc so what actually happens then in your body right and in your digestion so I love that because there's a lot more to know in this area and not just what
1: you eat yeah so
0: what would you advise people that do want to feel better in their own skin
1: so it's from, from a sort of nutrition standpoint is to just keep things as simple as you possibly can so I, I talked a couple of times already about water intake mm-hmm. if you're a bit dehydrated. We lose a bit of concentration. We just feel more tired. Those two things make everything else so much more difficult. So, even yeah. exercise is more difficult because you get fatigued quicker if you're not hydrated. You know, you're working harder because you're not firing on all cylinders. So, if you can do that, get that ticked off straight away. And then it's about simply, I alluded to eating at the table, eating very slowly. So, mm-hmm. try to, put your cutlery down between bites. You know, if you've someone there, have a conversation with them. And what you want to try and do is build up to maybe that meal lasting for 20 minutes. Wow. Now that can be like a real big jump for some people. So let's say you eat it in three at the moment. Wow. Can you get it to five? <laughs> See how you feel. Can you get it to six, seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? And, and what happens there when we eat really slowly is that we just digest our food better. We feel fuller. And at that point, you might not need to make many more changes because you're not reaching for those quick sugary snacks to keep you full up. If you got to that point and you're still not there, then maybe it's about all of the things you probably know already. Fruits, vegetables, less processed foods. But also remembering that it's okay to have pizza or a burger as well. It's about moderation, but it's about making those foods filling and nutritious at the same time. It's not a black or white of pizza's bad, broccoli's good. Grand mm-hmm. broccoli is also good in, in its own way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. That's fantastic. And about the water, we've talked already a few times about it. What, what do you advise? What is a, a good number that you should be drinking per day?
1: I think uh, so. It depends how big you are. So the bigger you are, the more water you need. You can get really sciencey and mathsy on it, but the, the best way to know is when, when you go for for a pee. It should be clear. It shouldn't be clear, right. but it should be a very light colour. And that's yeah. when you know you've had enough to drink. Some people struggle just that they probably know that already. They just struggle with the actual physical act of remembering to get enough in. So perhaps in the morning make it the first thing that you do to have a a tumbler of water. Let's say you have that before you have a coffee. Yeah. might then find you don't need the coffee yet because that's woken you up a little bit. And then to keep chipping away at it and and figure out ways that you can, I think there's there's a book that no doubt you've read, James Clear, Atomic Habits, where he talks about habit stacking. Yeah. So you might say like when you boil the kettle, can you do 10 body weight squats? So I've, I've just used that example there. Like when you boil the kettle to make your coffee in the morning or your tea, have a glass of water while it boils. Ah, yes. That's thing anyway. So just make it easier and think of other examples. So, you know, if you always have a morning meeting at 11 o'clock, after the morning meeting, I go grab a water. So that's another thing that you're already doing. Yeah. Add that habit and just try and build it slowly.
0: So really create connections where wherever possible instead of thinking on good luck or, or hoping that you remember throughout the day to drink.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, or willpower, because that's not another. Yeah, that's the thing that's very yeah. difficult at the moment as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How can we leverage nutrition to feel better?
1: It's a few of the things I've I've already talked about, but I guess all of those things of eating minimally processed food is going to mm-hmm. get get you to, get you to maintain your weight nicely, which is going to help you in a, in a lot of ways having a full spectrum of fruits and vegetables in your diet is the best way to get all of your vitamins and minerals and all the, the nutrients that you need. If you're always underfed on all of those nutrients, like all the different yeah. and minerals, then you're just not going to be operating optimally. Even like, if you look at something like an athlete's diet, they will Always be eating all of that stuff, and they'll have loads and loads of fruits and vegetables because they're very active and they're just burning through all of those nutrients all of the Mm -hmm. time. And they want that extra 1% to keep them focused. So it it is about the quality of your food as much as as anything else. And sometimes that sounds a bit difficult because people think they need to go all the way to just having fruits, vegetables, really clean food. But as long as they're there, the other food. Is fine as well.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So it's about variety. And what I was thinking as well, when you were saying it is that you can eat yourself full quite easily, but not really get any nutrients, especially these days, right?
1: Yeah. So heavily processed food is quite devoid of nutrients, right. but it's really, really easy to overeat. So Whilst it's, I don't like the phrase good or bad with foods, but it is really easy to overeat and it doesn't have many of those nutrients. So once you've done that and you've, you're full up on that type of food, it's going to be really difficult for you to go and grab an apple because it it, a, it doesn't taste as nice because you've had all that salty, sweet food. Yeah. So it, it kind of, it puts a little barrier in the way to that. So I, I like to get a lot of my clients to think, right, I'm going to, even if I have that processed thing, I have a side of vegetables with it. Oh, yeah. Try and eat that side of vegetables first, even if I don't like them. And you probably do this with a child, right? You'd say like, eat your vegetables first, then you yes. have the nice thing afterwards. So make that bargain with yourself because you still get to have the thing that you're craving. Yeah, but try and be a bit more of a grown up about it and say, look, I want to feel better, so this is going to be good for me. Like, pick the ones that you like. Don't keep eating the same vegetables that you don't like. There will be one that you like, but yeah. You know, just make that habit of put them as the important part of the meal rather than the rest of the stuff that goes alongside it.
0: Yeah and you could still have the other thing that you wanted to have but just add something to it in front of it or with it that's perfect. What has your personal journey been with nutrition? How do you eat now versus maybe in your past?
1: I guess in my past I guess I as a young guy, I didn't really eat very well. I think lots of, lots of yeah. people can resonate with that. I probably didn't even get away with it at the time. I wasn't super sporty as as a kid. Like throughout university, probably had the stereotypical student diet of lots of processed stuff. But then, as I came towards the end of university, I kind of i, I was i was actually dating a diet a dietitian at the time. She was a student dietitian,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she just pointed out to me that the reason that they ask. In the UK, you to eat five portions of fruit and vegetable a day,
0: mm, yeah. it,
1: it dramatically reduces your risk of all of the worst types of cancer that are very bad when you get them and very life limiting as well as life shortening. So that, for whatever reason, that really rang an alarm bell. And I think I did, without knowing all the stuff I've been talking about, went about this process of, OK, well, maybe I better start eating my five a day. And I didn't change anything else, I just did that thing. And that that helped. I then went away to New Zealand backpacking on my own, which meant I didn't have a lot of money. Mm. I walked to the yeah. grocery store all the time. I bought all of the cheap stuff which was fruits and vegetables. And all of my activities I would, you know, were, were like very cheap. And that was going walking around a lake. Yeah. Not loads of money on loads of I, I did do quite a bit of drinking in New Zealand with the people I met but like it wasn't the primary thing that we we're doing so I broke that university mm-hmm. habit and then I think I came back with a completely different mindset around it I started getting better and better at uh, physical activity
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that just spiraled and spiraled I think I then or we went a bit too far the other way <laughs> I started
0: yeah that can eating, happen yeah
1: training too hard not eating enough I I then studied nutrition just because I was so interested in it and that unlocked a load of different things for me and actually you are quite healthy there's loads of good stuff you're doing but you love training you love playing sport and you're not fueling any of that activity so you're really stagnating on your performance so a bit of mental battle to get over but as soon as I managed to eat more like my physical performance just really unlocked and I think right yeah. As I stand here at 39, I'm the fastest and strongest I've ever been. <laughs> so wow. it's taken me, yeah, well, 20 odd years to get to that stage. But yeah, it's really been worth it.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear your story where you were at that place where you were really being good and eating very minimal and really working out a lot. But what happened was that you didn't have much energy. For for anything probably right.
1: Yeah, I thought I did because when you're in the moment, it's all quite normal. So training was good if you look around the training room, but in terms of to what my potential was, it was nowhere near like sixty percent of my potential. When you're at the time, I was training four times a week and playing sport at the weekends. Yeah, and it felt okay because you don't know until you that's just how you feel every single day. When, when, when you kind of take off the handbrake, you're like, oh, that's what I should have been doing.
0: Yeah. But it's so powerful that you were able to, to get out of that and and do change it around. What do you think helped you at that moment? What What happened to make you go, no, something is not quite right here?
1: I think it it partly was coaching. So when I was doing my nutrition course, Mm. the guy running it ran, he called it a games club. So a a gym-based strength program. And there's a load of guys in the Facebook group and it was a really good program. It was really tough. So that was an eye-opener that you actually have to train really hard to put muscle on, which I've been struggling with for a while. Mm. And he said, like, everybody everybody has this realization. Like, if you're not, (laughs) if you think you're not training hard enough, you probably aren't.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) But you've also got to fuel that. And so I was asking him loads of questions because I was studying his nutrition course. And he basically turned around and said, dude, just eat a little bit more. You're here to gain muscle. Just eat a bit more and keep eating a bit more. And then I think the following week, I'd I'd done that for a week and I was like, I don't really get it. And the following week, I went to go and do the same tough workout. And I think I just managed so many more reps on this leg, this horrible exercise I was doing. And I sat there and I was obviously pretty tired. And I was like, wow, I've just literally gained that 20% of performance that I didn't know I could have just from, wow. just from actually fueling myself, which seems really stupid. Yeah. To like say. But, you know, you, you kind of have to experience it for yourself. I mean, even as a coach, recently I worked with a lady who's training for the London Marathon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was kind of, she had the same journey that I've just described so I could really resonate with her. And I said to her, look, I promise you, you won't get, you won't put on weight, you won't get fat doing this. Right. You've already said to me, you spend loads of time in the gym, you really want to get a great marathon time. If those things are truly important to you, you're sabotaging all of that by not eating enough. Yeah. And the worst thing that can happen is for a couple of weeks, you eat a little bit too much, you put on a tiny bit of fat with how active you are, that will just disappear within a week or so. Like it's not a big deal. (laughs) Like you just got to give it a go. And then, you know, a little bit of resistance. And then there was one morning she woke up, she did her run and smashed it. She looked at all her measurements. She looked at a photo of herself and she was like, you know what? I look better.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Incredible. And she just had this moment where everything just unlocked. And that yeah. spiraled off into, she didn't used to have the same dinner as her teenage daughter because she wanted to eat her own thing. And now it, it kind of grew. And she's like, well, actually, I can eat a little bit more of this, that and the other. And they had this real nice moment where they all, Together as a family, oh,
0: yeah, loads
1: more times per week than they were doing before. It went from once a week to maybe four or five times a week. Wow, which, which was the biggest thing for me. That's way more important than a good marathon time or being strong. Yes,
0: I totally agree. That's that's so transformational. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she really gave it a go and, like, like you as well in your story, right? Immediately kind of got that result, but you have to go. You have to trust what somebody else is telling and, and try it out for yourself. Yeah. We've talked a lot about food and nutrition. Let's talk more about activity. So, why is moving our body so important and how how does it impact our life on a daily basis if we don't do it?
1: I guess. As human beings, we're designed to move. We're not, we're not designed to be sat in a chair at a computer all day. And I think we probably all resonate with that. We probably understand that's the fact. It's just important, like, I mean, even culturally, like lots of lots of cultures express their feelings with dance and things like that. It's just kind of how human beings have evolved to to do stuff. And I always think of it as a case of you, lo- you use it or you lose it so you might look at say like a toddler and how easy they can like get up and down from the floor how easily they can get into a full squat heels on the floor bum on the
0: floor yeah Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and you think so there's a point and and part of that is because their bones are a little bit softer and the ligaments are softer and things but you know even as an adult that is still possible but you've got to keep using it and I think a lot of people think oh well I've got this to do, I've got this to do. And it, there's no there's no reason in the moment necessarily to keep working at it. But then if you look towards maybe your retirement, mm. and I, I actually did a thing today where I was looking at retirement planning and they, they said like, well, your predicted age that you might die is it like 91. Wow. And I'm born in like 1982. And that's just based off my date of birth. That's not based off anything else. Okay. Than, um, okay. If you think, let's say, like, I think my UK retirement age is maybe 63 or something. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long
0: time, yeah.
1: That's a long time where you can be doing stuff where that investment in making sure that you move a little bit every day really pays off. Because there's plenty of people who retire, go into a little bit of ill health and would love to do loads of things
0: Mm. they simply
1: can't do anymore. So sometimes about having that motivation.
0: Mm, I love that Tim because quite often we always talk about more the short gains or why we should be doing it now but looking even into the future if you think about being retired for 20-30 years and and you you don't want to sit just around at home not being able to do stuff because your body is just not able anymore you want to Finally, enjoy your time off and actually, yeah, travel the world and move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I love that perspective. I didn't have that before, so I will, I will use that one.
1: <laughs> it's never too late to start, as well. I mean, I, I yeah. started doing. I've stopped now for a bit, but I started doing yoga four, or five years ago, mm-hmm. and that, that just, like, physically, that just maybe loads better as an athlete. I'm loads more flexible. I've still got. Yeah. Like, it's never too late to start.
0: Yeah, especially with yoga, to be honest, that anybody can do that.
1: (laughs) i really underrated as exercise as well.
0: Yeah, totally. How can people best start to bring more movement into their busy lives? We are all at home or in the office, mostly at home. We're stuck behind a computer. So we, like I heard you say, we should be all moving because that's what we're built to do. So how can we start to just do something and not procrastinate let's call it like that
1: so I think that's that's a really good term actually in terms of like I'll use that term procrastination because there will always be some part of your day most days in the week I would imagine if you were really honest with yourself where you spend some time procrastinating yeah regardless of how busy you are sometimes the busier we get the more we procrastinate because it just gets tough so where are those gaps and how can you make the habit of doing some exercise easy and attractive? Mm-hmm. So how to make it easy in, in my office, I've got I'm sat down now, but I've got a stand up desk.
0: OK, yeah.
1: What I find with mine is I don't use it when it's down, clearly. So what I try and do is at the start of the day, I will lift my stand up desk up. Ah. I get up in the morning, I make coffee, start making breakfast. I'll come into the office, lift the desk up so that when I start work, it's already stood up. So it's an effort to put it down. Right. Until I get tired and then I'll sit down. And the first time you need to stand up desk, that might only be 10 minutes because it's quite alien, but you do get used to it. Yeah. And I'm just keep working until I get tired. Sometimes I do the way if I put it down, I might say, oh, I'm really struggling to get this job done. So I'll actually change my environment by standing my desk up. And then weirdly, I find that sometimes helps me to be more productive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In my office, I've got all of my resistance bands to do all my various exercises for my bad shoulder and all these things, but I have to walk past them every time I walk out the door. Mm -hmm. I could choose to, every time I go to the bathroom, there's one downstairs, there's one upstairs. I could choose to go upstairs. I could choose to take a five-minute walk around the block on my lunch break. Yeah. I could, after each call I make, I could walk to the bottom of the garden and back up again if I've got a garden. If I wanted to, I could do some squats by the kettle while it's boiling. Is that same habit stacking technique? And like none of these things on their own add up to a lot, but it's all about the intent of doing them. Hmm. The more you do them, the more you start to associate with being a person that stays active in their home office. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the, the final one is loads of people are on Zoom calls all day, loads of people are on the phone all day because we're all remote working. There is no reason you cannot stand up while you're on a phone call. None whatsoever. <laughs> I think even, even on a video call, loads of my clients challenge me that say I can't stand up because we've got the videos on all day. The times I've done that with my work colleagues, they've actually asked me about all about my standing desk and got away and bought one for themselves. Like, yeah. there is, I, I can't imagine any... I'm sure someone might correct me, but I can't imagine any environment where it'd be frowned upon if you were stood up at your desk working. No, like, no, I
0: totally agree. You just have to make it happen, and it doesn't even mean that you have to buy a new desk. desk. You, no, you can you can build yourself something. Put books underneath it if it really comes down to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. You can so the laptop screen and stand up so they can still see. you. <laughs> Could be nice, right? Yes. <laughs>
0: I love as well the it doesn't have to be the the visit to the gym.
1: No it no. can be
0: as simple as doing five squats or going to the end of the garden and coming back, and all of that counts. And I think a lot of us don't see that as counting to anything, and that's yeah. why we're not doing it because we don't we don't see of course, we don't see the benefit anyway, right? Not not physically, not immediately. It's always yeah. a long-term thing. But what I hear you say is it doesn't have to be the, the gym visit.
1: Yeah. No, I think we kind of also compartmentalize it into exercise has to be 45 minutes or an hour because that's how long it yeah. lasts. And
0: it has to be super hard and we have to sweat and we have to be tired afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah, all those things are great. And maybe you build up to that. But if you've only got 10 minutes... And do ten minutes of exercise because, yeah, it's better than doing none. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> as simple as that.
0: It is. It sounds simple, but yeah, I, I still like you saying that it can be literally as minimal as even half a minute, right, or a minute or five minutes, which we all have in between things. We all have it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, it's almost impossible to to say no to thirty seconds of something.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, how do you train now? But how has your journey been in in the area of training?
1: Yeah, I guess I started off with my my university mates. One of them was quite into fitness, so we used to go, we used to go running. We used to do these sandbanks and be sick, <laughs> and it was all great fun at the time. It was like this little environment that we had. And I got a bit more into circuit training at the gym. I got got braver with that, and I think once I would got. I I did a long time, I did circuit training and I really enjoyed it because I could just, when I got that energy, I could then push myself a little bit harder and I really saw like a physical improvement. I went from not being able to do a single press up to being able to do maybe 20, which was quite a big thing at the time because I was literally like, it's pretty embarrassing as a guy not to do a single press up. Whereas, and after that, I kind of got the confidence from working with those circuit training instructors to go in to use the gym. Is mm-hmm. that can be quite an even for a guy? it Can be quite an intimidating environment.
0: Ah, okay. Or
1: weights and things. I don't know how to use them. I'm just a bit lost. So, because I into all these classes, I knew the gym instructors, and I just said to one of them, "Can you just take me up there and show me what to do?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's my job. Like, here <laughs> it is." And I kind of fell in love with it then because I really, really enjoyed being able to challenge myself by lifting a few weights, and the confidence you get from that is. Brilliant. Like loads of fitness professionals talk about how it's it for your mental state, knowing that you can do something really tough, is just transfers to your whole life. That's and I think, true. Yeah. Mm. So and then these days, I am actually working with my personal trainer that I use. We've done loads of work on strength performance in sport and sprinting, and he's really into strongman training. Mm-hmm. He's pushing me outside of my comfort zone to like lift up. Today we did a sandbag that weighs the same as me that we had to pick up from the ground and like put up to our chest. That
0: is impressive.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, really tough, but it's really like reconnected me to doing something different with my training. So It just made it exciting again, and all of these skills are like really transferable. So when I'm in the garden moving soil around and stuff, it's all stuff that I'm like. <laughs> yeah doing <laughs> myself to be able to do so as I get older hopefully I'll still be able to keep doing it
0: perfect yeah great and there I don't know if you know that but I have heard before that the older we get that the the muscle building is is quite important and not so much anymore the endurance is that correct
1: yeah so the the older we get i uh, I struggle to quite remember the numbers, but I think maybe past about 40, we start it starts to be a little bit more difficult to maintain our muscle mass. But that doesn't have to mean that it just all wastes away. So it's important to carry on doing some form of weight-bearing training. Mm. That doesn't have to be weights in the gym, though. That could be cycling where you're pushing the pedals, strengthening yeah. your legs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yoga, absolutely brilliant. Bodyweight exercises are all fine. And That helps to keep our muscles where they are, preserve them, provided that we've got enough protein in our diet. So we're eating chicken, Greek yogurt, meat, chickpeas, tofu, because you need the stimulation from the strength training. Mm -hmm. And it can be something like yoga coupled with protein in the diet to just keep the muscle there. And that's why old people tend to get thinner as they get older. But it doesn't have you don't have to consign yourself to losing that muscle as you age. You've just got to be on top of it by keeping yourself active and eating enough protein in your diet.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's really helpful. So what role does mindset play in your work with your clients? Do you talk about mindset? Of course you're talking about movement and nutrition, but how does mindset play into this
1: work with you? I'd say it's the most important factor. I think we talked already about people have the answers everywhere on the internet of what to eat. You can go in the UK, you can go to the NHS website, they tell you there's a little diagram of a plate. <laughs> they even say, have some of this stuff that is is less good for you. Just yeah. you know, all the proportions. like. So it's not about knowledge, it's all about mindset. Right. Fundamentally, why do you want to do that thing in the first place? So for me, I think I already talked about as we age, I also want to be able to move. I want to be able to enjoy my retirement. If we're lucky enough to have a family, I'm not going to be a young dad. So I'm going to need to be fit and able (laughs) to look after that family if we have one. And those things are way more important than, oh, right, well, my mate ran a 5K in this particular time. I think I should probably try and get somewhere near that time. Mm. That's kind of cool, but is that really... You know, if you're not really attached to that thing, how much effort and time are you going to put into it? Because when there's a real reason to do that, mm.
0: you're
1: more likely to do it. And then the other aspects of mindset is just understanding all of the other things that are getting in your way. You know, in stressful situations, that could lead to eating differently, undereating, overeating. And, you know, getting to bed on time is also a mindset thing. If you're watching Netflix, it's always going to be really tempting to watch an extra one. Right? That's a mindset thing, right? Do you need that? Do you need that time to unwind? Or mm-hmm. do you need to take other steps in your in your life to unwind enough that you can go to bed at a proper time, be less tired in the morning and be more effective for the rest of the day? And that's a big mindset shift to work on as well.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think we touched on it very briefly at the beginning about willpower and how it just doesn't sustain, does it? It just it can help us maybe even at the beginning, but it doesn't really last.
1: No, it will never last. People always a lot of people come to me and say I just I've lost my willpower, I just need some more willpower, willpower, willpower. Well Mm -hmm. it kind of exists, but it it doesn't really. It doesn't sustain as you said, because The thing that will make you get up at six o'clock in the morning to go for an hour long run, if that's what you enjoy, is because that's what you enjoy doing and you enjoy doing it because it gives you some benefit. So maybe it's a mental clarity thing and it's your kind of meditation time. It's your time out of the house before you have a long day at work. Those are all good reasons to do it you know, the other good reasons are the long-term ones. So again, talking about what what does this look like in 30 years' time? Is this an investment in my future? Mm-hmm. Because when we see it that way, it does become, you don't need the willpower. You still might not want to do it, but you've got a real clear reason mm-hmm. for why. It's kind of like going to work. If, if, if you've got a job where you don't love it, yeah. you're, you're not going to walk in on a Monday morning and say, I resign without having a plan. Like, because you've got to to pay your bills, right? So, like,
0: and if I if I don't like the job, but I knew that I could just not go to work and still get paid, well, that's what I would do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So yeah, there's no reason to go in in that case.
0: Yeah. Perfect. I think that is just so so important to understand that willpower just doesn't get us really long-term anywhere it's 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 kind of an energy because it's extended expended energy that we spend on top of the energy that we already spend and that runs out very quickly yeah yeah okay do you have any affirmations or statements that help you achieve your
1: your goal in your life I guess I, I didn't until recently but I, I, I've, done a, I've done a little business course for my nutrition business and their mantra was what would this look like if it was easy and yeah. I <laughs> and i have a massive overthinker and I literally have written at the top of my whiteboard still there like big letters because I'm like this scattered brain of I've got this I want to do I want this to do, what this 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 okay those are all great like there's all loads of ways of doing that but What's the simplest possible way of doing this? Am I overcomplicating it? Probably. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go back. What's the easiest thing we can do is to get to that?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that statement, especially the word "easy." Yeah, it's it. Co- it resonates highly with me. I I had a picture. I don't have it at the moment, but I had a picture as well. Something about living your life more easily or taking having more ease with what you're doing I think it's just so important and I think a lot of people think yeah yeah it's good talk and our life is just hard and heavy and it's not that easy to get ease into your life but I think it is and especially if you focus on it if you really put a focus on it and like you said you keep reminding yourself and there are easier ways to do things we just especially our brains like to complicate them.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the concept as well uh, on a similar note that, that time is of your own creation Mm. Same with ease, I think it's of your own creation. So sometimes I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. Well, you do, there's the same 24 hours in the day Mm. about which are the most important ones. And I think, you know, this is too difficult. Well, possibly but what do I need to do to make it easier do I need to hire someone to help me who's got better knowledge and experience
0: yeah. or
1: do I need to in my case do I need to just stop overcomplicating it and doing it you know trying to trying to be a perfectionist about something when actually good enough is often good enough
0: perfect totally okay so we before we're closing off I have a question for you and it's about if you If I would ask you to contribute to a book and the title is How to Raise Your Energy for a More Joyful Life, what would be the one contribution that you would give to that book, the one statement or paragraph or page that you would want everybody who's listening today to this take away from it, to have more joy and energy in their lives?
1: I think I would say do less to deliver more.
0: that That is very powerful and I love it (laughs) so I guess this is something as well that you have experienced for yourself that it actually works
1: yeah I think maybe over the last month I've been working quite hard on lots of different little projects and not really getting anywhere and I was like I I did actually have a deadline to do something and that reminded me that just do one thing yeah get done Then move on to the next thing because otherwise, you've got this scattergun approach, nothing gets done. So,
0: perfect. Yeah. It's
1: okay to do that little thing and get it done before you then do the next thing.
0: And you can achieve so much more if you have that focus on just doing the one thing. So, do less. I love that. Perfect. So, before we end the interview, I want to tell the audience how they can find you, how they can find out more about
1: you. Where should they go? Sure, well, you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at foodflexibility, or one word. And if you want to find out more, you're always more than welcome to drop me an email. My email address is tim at foodflexibility.co.uk. Perfect,
0: yes. So check it out. We will put as well all the links in our show notes for you to look it up. And yeah, it's left to say that I thank you so much. I'm, I'm very honored that you have been here and um, for my audience i personally have taken away probably three to five things i will okay. just go back and listen listen back to it to remember them all but yeah it was it was really great and thank you so much for for being here with us
1: it's been an absolute pleasure Love talking to you
0: yeah thank you tim and thank you audience for listening today and i will hear you next week I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. You can find all the links and information on Tim Goodman and food flexibility in the show notes. And send him a DM or email if you want to find out more how he can help you. If you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Send them the link to this episode. And please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you liked this episode, I would appreciate your feedback as a rating or review. Thank you for listening and investing the time in your own growth and development. And with that, I love you and leave you. Talk soon and bye-bye.